0: Does your profession of faith reveal a heart that loves Jesus? Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It's Friday once again, and uh, we made it through another week. Today we are moving on in our study of 1 Corinthians. We're finishing chapter 16 and finishing the letter uh, as we study together verses 19 through 24 today. Uh, This is Paul's final greetings. This is his goodbye. In the context of his letter, this would not be his final contact with the community of believers there, uh, as he would have other opportunities to uh, come close and and be shoulder-to-shoulder with them in ministry. Uh, we know also that this is not his final letter to them, as there is a second Corinthians, which meant Paul felt uh, prompted to... Uh, offer additional instruction and correction and encouragement. Uh, But today our task is to uh, look at verses 19-24 through and unpack uh, these verses and uh, we'll seek to glean what we can uh, from these uh, verses as we close our study. Uh, It's been a great study through the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul's teachings and challenges here Uh, we could study this for a lifetime and uh, continue to glean good and relevant material for our spiritual lives in the Lord and our walk of faith as disciples of Jesus Uh, but today we'll uh, we'll be wrapping up so before we get into the text let's go before the Father Heavenly Father we love you today we thank you once again for your faithfulness in seeing us through another week Lord we come hungry and ready Prepare our hearts to receive what you have for us as we study your word together, Lord God. Tune our ears to the sound of your voice. We really do uh, want these words to grow us and challenge us so that we might uh, become fully mature disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, We give you thanks for your word and for its powerful instruction, the way it leads and guides, comforts and encourages, convicts and challenges. Lord, your word is an unending resource for us on our journey of faith. And we give you thanks in Jesus name. Amen. All right. These are Paul's final words to the Corinthian church in his first letter to them. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 16 verses 19 through 24, Paul writes, the churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord. And so does the church that meets at their house. All the brothers and sisters here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. If anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be cursed. Come, Lord. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. It does sound like the closing of a letter, doesn't it? He's wrapping up a few things, a few final encouragements, a few final words to them. Um, first, he talks about a greeting being sent to the believers in Corinth from the leaders of a house church. These people were named Aquila and Priscilla, and they had a healthy, vibrant church meeting uh, out of their home. And all of the believers there sent their greetings as well. Now you can see this mutual love and admiration that exists between the churches uh, and all these other places. And, And as Paul has touch points with the leaders of these churches, Uh, They're sending on encouragement and love to their brothers and sisters in other places. And that beautiful way that the church functions in love uh, continues on today as we think about our brothers and sisters in all kinds of other places across the world. uh, The church in Africa, places like Uganda where the Holy Spirit is on fire and just doing a marvelous work, Uh, the church in war-torn places, the church in communist countries like China where it's not always safe for true believers to worship the Lord Jesus Christ in a public way, where it's not safe for them to evangelize or to hand out Bibles or to witness to people about their faith. And much like the people in Aquila and Priscilla's home church, If we had the chance to send our brothers and sisters greetings, we would let them know that we love them and we're proud of them and we're praying for them for encouragement so that they would carry on in the work of Jesus. Uh, We have it so good here in the West. Our rights are legally protected and uh, the kinds of persecution we face are entirely different than the church scattered in other places, uh, particularly Uh, the church uh, in places where there's active persecution uh, by governments and other religious entities. And so uh, I really resonate with the love that this church is sending on and the greeting that they're sending on. Um, And Paul says, All the brothers and sisters here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now that was a custom that was part of their Uh, fellowship uh, in this culture and probably not an unusual act in this culture of uh, as you're greeting and embracing someone, uh, offering them a kiss on the cheek as a symbol of uh, your connection and your uh, friendship. And so Paul encourages them to greet one another with a holy kiss. Um, Paul takes ownership for the writing of this letter. In fact, In verse 21, he says, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. This was a letter that Paul himself uh, penned. Now, uh, whether Paul, because of uh, some questions we we have about the health of his eyes, was physically able to pen this letter or someone was there scribing it for him, Paul is saying, These are my words sent to you as the Lord has led me. This is my greeting in my own hand um, in twenty two Paul opens the door to a challenging teaching, and it's one we have to unpack. He says, "If anyone does not love the Lord, let that person be cursed. Come, Lord um so let's first talk about what Paul is getting at here. he's not talking about the unsaved, he's not talking about people outside the fellowship. He's talking about people inside the fellowship who profess faith in Jesus with their lips, but their hearts are clearly, observably not living out that commitment, not living out that profession. They're professing something that is not in their hearts. It is an empty profession. They profess Him with their lips, but their hearts are far from Him. That resonates with Isaiah, and that's been quoted in the New Testament um, in many places. And so Paul is not saying, let those pagans who don't know the Lord be cursed. He knows they already are, unless their lives changed, unless Jesus gets a hold of their hearts. What's he, what he is saying is, those within the fellowship who are professing faith in Christ, but not live in it, whose hearts are not in whose hearts are not committed to the things they profess he's saying let them be cursed the word is actually a word that we might translate anathema let them be considered a, an abomination to the lord because they're liars they're professing something they have no intention of living out to profess that which you do not are not committed to living out is in fact a lie and lies are anathema to the lord let that profession let that person's profession be anathema. And then Paul finishes the statement with a well-known New Testament prayer, uh, creed, very small, this belief of the soon return of Jesus after his ascension to the Father. Uh, he, the, the church in the first century believed he was coming back soon, that their day would come, perhaps even in their lifetime. And so he's saying, come, Lord. The Aramaic would have been Maranatha, and it was, a, it was a code word within the body of believers, within the bo- believers of the way. Uh, and it meant, come, Lord, quickly, come, Jesus. And uh, so it's beautiful to see that show up. in Paul's greeting here at the end of his letter uh, was a word of encouragement. It was saying, we are in this together. We are believing Jesus is coming back soon. Come, Lord, and uh, rescue your church finish the work, and uh, what a beautiful uh, thing to add to this greeting. Paul closes in typical Pauline fashion in verse 23, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. (laughs) Often in opening or closing a letter, he would say grace and peace. Uh, And so he's closing in a very typical way. And then his pastoral heart comes flooding out in verse 24. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, At the end of the day, regardless of Paul being, uh, being forced by the actions of the believers there to exercise an element of church discipline, he is a pastor and he loves them. And these are sheep in the fold of God entrusted to him. And at the end of the day, he wants them to know that he does love them. And he sends his love in the Lord to them as a way of encouraging them to know that he is still with them. And he's not given up on them. And so I think it's so important, my friends, that we too remind each other of the love that we have for one another in the Lord Jesus Christ. To encourage one another, to spur one another on, to stay at it so that we would not give up and seeking the Lord and doing His work in the world and serving Him and witnessing for Him. Um, It's a mighty task that we've been given uh, by Jesus in the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. That is a mighty task, and it is not one that we can do in our flesh. It is not one we can do in our own giftedness. It requires that we are empowered by the Spirit of God to carry out the work. And I want to encourage you with that today. Maybe you're a little road weary. Maybe you're feeling like you've been hitting a lot of brick walls with the people that you've been sharing with and witnessing to. Maybe you feel like the ministry efforts of your church are bearing little fruit. Stay at it, my friends. Stay at it. And may we continue to love and encourage each other in Christ uh, for the sake of the kingdom. God bless. Thanks for listening today. And I hope that this uh, study and these words will continue to resonate in your hearts as you consider them today. God bless.